0: So, I think we've all been there. We've gone ahead and we've tried to push through that pain, that discomfort. You know, whether you're an athlete or a non athlete, I think everyone can relate. You know, we just kind of suck it up. We say, okay, if I just push through, maybe it will get better. And then it gets worse. So, on today's podcast, I want to give you guys my five tips for injury prevention. Hi, I'm Dr. Heather, the host of Fix Your Pain Naturally and Your Virtual Sports Chiropractor. Again, this podcast is all designed around you. I want to help educate you guys and give you guys some sensible information regarding how to fix your pain naturally by doing some basic and simple soft tissue work, corrective exercise, and even strengthening exercises you can do at home. For more information for more visual aids, always go to the YouTube channel to check that out further. If you have questions specific around your conditions, I would highly recommend take full advantage of booking a free consult with me. There's no obligation at the end, but it allows me to help give you some insight into your condition further. Let's get started with today's episode. So like I said, I wanna go through the fact that we've all been there. We start out, maybe we've had some initial stiffness, tightness, and even mild discomfort, but we think, eh, it will die down as my body warms up. And then while we're on that run, maybe while we're lifting, the pain sets in and we think, I can tough this out. Once I get home, maybe the pain dies down and even more, we think, okay, guess it was nothing. But then what happens? The pain creeps back with a vengeance. We've, like I said, we've all been there. We, we've experienced this and we just don't know what to do. So this is what I want to address with everyone as we map out our year in terms of events, races, things that we want to accomplish, our personal goals, because I don't want you to ignore the pain. We need to actually pay attention to it. Why? Because if we don't, it will lead to an injury that could wind up setting you back even further than you may realize. And I see this all the time on social media. You know, people constantly saying, I have pain, I have discomfort, you know, should I try a strength training exercise? Should I try different shoes? Should I try this, a grip, a belt, um, you know, wrist wraps, whatever it may be. But the fact of the matter is, once that pain sets in, we need to pay attention to it. Because guess what? If you don't, and you keep trying to push through it, you're going to instill some compensating patterns, which are going to lead to what we consider our muscle imbalances, deficiencies within that body, and you're going to stimulate another injury, or you're going to make your current injury 10 times worse. And then you're really going to be scratching your head, trying to figure out what do I do? How do I fix it? So just recognize something, pain is not a bad thing. It is our response for our body letting us know that we need to do something. We need to fix something. So that's why I want to talk about this with you guys today. So you know, in another episode, I'm going to talk about the importance of what's known as a functional movement screening, which is designed around really addressing those muscle imbalances to give you a better sense of where you might need to focus on certain weaknesses, muscle deficiencies, um, limitations when it comes to range of motion, mobility work, and stuff like that. So that is a training tool that we as proficient, professionals will use to kind of really help get our clients better in a shorter period of time. But again, that's for another topic entirely. But it is something I utilize with my clients when I work with them virtually. That's one of the many tools that somebody can expect to get when we work together. Now, here are my five tips. Now, granted, I'm sure there could be a few others. And again, this is designed as generalized tips, you know, for both the beginner, the seasoned runner, or seasoned athlete, and this is also regardless of age. So just recognize this is kind of across the board. You know, it doesn't matter what body shape type you are, what level of fitness you are, or what age, this would be my top five. Now, tip one, myofascial release. Now, you've probably heard me say it in multiple episodes on the podcast, I address it so much on my YouTube channel and I address it so much in all of my written content. So if you've had read some blog posts from me in ver- and some various different types of Facebook private groups, you know I'm a big fan of myofascial release because it has a lot of benefits. When I speak of myofascial release, I mean foam rolling or using a massage ball. So if you're unfamiliar with myofascial release, what that word is, myo comes from Latin, it means muscle. Fascia comes from Latin as well and means tissue. So the whole premise behind using a foam roller or a massage ball is to go ahead, break down the tissue to allow for healing to occur. So essentially to allow for increased blood flow, neurological flow, and lymphatic flow to the body you know, get it excreted and then allow for the tissue to heal properly. Once that starts to set in and and work, what happens is then we can increase flexibility and mobility to that area which is really huge on the injury prevention side, you know, so by going ahead and doing this, you're going to notice that the pain's going to decrease. And that also too, you're going to see that you might wind up having a little bit more flexibility and mobility. Now, if you're not someone who's familiar with doing myofascial work, I would highly recommend don't do it before the activity. Do it after, and you might be questioning why. But when we're not really used to training our body with sometimes an increase uh, proprioceptive, a neurological signal going into our body, when we're not used to stretching or doing an active warm up before an activity, our body may not react the correct way. Um, so, in order to kind of play it a little bit more on the safe side, I would highly recommend doing these things kind of post-activity, part of your cool down, because then your body can fully rest and recover, and you can allow for proper nutrition and hydration to kind of set in. Now, the other thing I want to address is, is really kind of understanding the muscles that are involved. Now, I'm going to pertain this more to running. So, you know, when we understand what muscles are going to be involved, what we want to do is we want to really look at the whole entire kinematic chain. And this is something I really talked about in one of my other podcasts, and I've mentioned it before. The kinematic chain refers to the fact that we're looking at essentially what happens when the foot strikes the ground, the relationship at the ankle, you know, that motion at the ankle, what happens at the knee, the rotational pattern there, the angle at which the knee is going to kind of come in or bow out, and then what's going on at the hip, and then what's going on at the pelvis, and then at the low back, and actually a little bit further up the spine, because you could also too start to feel some effects in the mid-back, and that might be because of reduced scapular motion. So this is where addressing the whole entire kinematic chain really becomes very important, because like I said, we're going to use running as the example. Running is a very single leg sport. Actually, a majority of the activities that we do are very single leg in nature. So we really want to address all the muscle groups working the entire chain because once we understand that, Then we can fully kind of understand what needs to be addressed in terms of correcting these imbalances and decreasing this pain symptom that you have. So that is tip number two. Now, tip number three is rest and recovery. And some people may be like, well, I don't need A rest day. I don't need any recovery time. Now, granted, rest and recovery could mean two things. One, rest could be like total rest. You know, you're not doing anything related to any type of walking, hiking. You're literally kind of just chilling out, taking the day, kind of being that couch potato, and you're just allowing for the body to completely rest. The other thing is, a lot of people do enjoy doing more of an active recovery. And this is where I would encourage you, if you do have a good yoga instructor, if you want to get into a good stretching program, or if you want to go ahead and get into like a good mobility program, those would be something that those would be actually activities that would be perfect for a recovery day. A recovery day could also mean you could be focusing a little bit more on some core work. And again, like I said, yoga is great. Pilates is great all those other tools are really good. So the whole premise behind like a good solid recovery day is not really stressing the body out, not overtaxing it, but really kind of allowing for some healing to occur by using some of the other modalities that you may have access to. So that's my tip number three. Now tip number four is going to be actually looking at, you know, proper shoes and taking full advantage of a gait analysis. So now I've mentioned what an FMS is. That's a functional movement screening. Now a gait analysis, and you might be thinking, but I'm not a runner. I do other activities. I'm a cycler, I'm a lifter. Okay, well, a gait analysis is actually really important regardless of sport. What it allows us to actually do is really assess what is going on from the foot and ankle all the way up to the knee, to the hip, and into the low back pelvis area. So a gait analysis essentially is a nice complement to really understanding how our whole kinematic chain needs to be working, what muscles might be overstimulated, what muscles might not be working, and so forth. So it's a nice way to really kind of start to address you know, what we need in terms of proper footwear. And especially if you're a runner, this is another key tool that really plays into it all. Now, tip number five is going to be nutrition. Now, that might be something that automatically a lot of you might say, yeah, nutrition does play a key role in injury prevention. Well, it does. And that goes into not really looking at supplements that you can take, but understanding that the stuff that we put into our body, the food that goes into our system, can you know sometimes create more inflammation in our body, which could hinder that healing process. So it is really important that we do try to eat a cleaner diet And that we do focus more on hydration. Something that I say to all the people that have ever worked with me, you know, especially if we do a hard day of training, you know, and I'm really kind of put their body through the ringer, let's say, I always say to them, increase your protein, increase your water post-workout. The reason being is you want those two variables to help with tissue repair and recovery. They are essential. So again, nutrition does really play into the importance of what we need to have into our body to really go ahead and make sure that we're reducing that inflammation. Now, there's some other great things out there that you might need, like magnesium, like potassium like some turmeric, you could use collagen. There is a host of different things, but instead of just kind of gravitating or starting to take so many things, the idea would be also to figure out what does your body need? So, you know, this is that misconception when it comes to taking vitamins and supplements. Everybody thinks that they need to be taking all these different things. Well, the matter of fact is whether or not your body can process all those things and whether your body is actually deficient in certain things or what it might need more of. Now, if you're curious in learning more about an FMS or a video gait analysis, I would highly recommend booking that call with me Because again, this is something I use when working with clients across the world to help give them better insight and knowledge into fixing their pain naturally with simple things they could do at home. But first we need to know what are those muscle imbalances, what are those limitations, and how your body naturally moves regardless of the activity or sport you're currently doing. Guys, this was just a general overview of my five tips on injury prevention. If you want the actual video clip, you can go ahead and click the link down below, which will take you to the YouTube channel that will kind of go over it a little bit further. And if you are experiencing any pain or symptoms, do check out some of the YouTube videos that I do have on the channel, which go over some very common injuries that we've been seeing throughout the past two years it for today's episode. I'll catch you guys next week right here on the podcast fix your pain naturally. I'm Dr. Heather, your host and virtual sports chiropractor.